اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome back to another day of living the Quran through the living Quran in which we have been investigating chapter number 36 surah yasin and up until this point and as obviously first of all we see that uh, we're nearing to the end of this chapter uh, in our discussion today we want to look at verses number 74 75 and 76 And as we get closer and closer to the end of the chapter, we will see how God is in a way summarizing and concluding what He had spoken about uh, in the initial, obviously in, in the beginning portion of this chapter. And one of the goals of this chapter, as many other verses of the Qur'an and many other uh, chapters of the Qur'an, is to guide us back to God. And in chapter 36 that we've been reviewing, we have seen this being manifest clearly by God talking about the fact of messengers coming of them giving messages of some people accepting the messages others rejecting them uh, god spoke about various signs of his that we see around us god spoke about the signs that you and i benefit from on a daily basis within our lives including the food that we eat the clothing that we wear uh, and what it comes from uh, god spoke obviously about the quran itself as being a book of guidance for those who are spiritually alive And today in the three verses that we want to look at we again look we again look at um the fact that people still after all of this has been presented to them all of the arguments have been brought forth all of the proofs have been presented that still people want to deny God and reject him Before we go into better an- analyzing and understanding the three verses for today let's have a listen to the Arabic followed by the English translation and then we will conduct a very brief review and analysis and some takeaway points to better appreciate these three verses of surah yasin in which allah says the following statements وَاتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ آلِهَةً لَعَلَّهُمْ يُنْصَرُونَ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ نَصْرَهُمْ وَهُمْ لَهُمْ جُنْدٌ مُحْضَرُونَ In spite all of this, they worship other gods apart from God, falsely, that they may find some help through them. These false gods are not capable of helping them. On the contrary, these gods will turn out for them to be a host of rebels brought before the almighty to receive their due punishment fala yahzunka qawluhum inna na'lamu ma yusirruna wa ma yu'linun and do not let their words cause you grief verily we know what they conceal and what they profess and they will be paid back in their own coins As we see in these three verses God is telling us that despite the fact that the prophet has brought all of this evidence to prove the creation that we were brought into creation by God to prove the fact that the same God that brought us into creation the first time can recreate us on the day of judgment despite the fact that the prophet showed the people uh, the miracles that he not only brought miracles but he brought intellectual proof to them Uh, despite the fact that all of this is there but still as we saw that the prophet um very rarely um would have accepted large numbers of people into the religion 
And God tells us that in this in this three in these three passages that in spite of all of this, they still worship other gods. The masses don't come towards the true one God. They still worship and follow that which you know maybe they created with their own physical hands, their own portraits of God that they paint, that they hang up in their houses of worship, their own statues that they kneel before in their own homes, maybe. But God tells the prophet and gives him some consolation. And in the third verse, verse number 76, where he says that don't let this grieve you. you know. And, and the prophet was a man of mercy. And so obviously people rejecting him uh, and ultimately rejecting God and rejecting you know, the, the pleasures of paradise, this grieved the prophet. It hurt the prophet to see this. But God told, tells them that don't let this grieve you. Don't let them their denial uh, upset you because God says that we know what they conceal and what they bring forth. With that, let us conclude by some of the points that Sheikh Mohsen Karaati mentions as the takeaway messages for this collection of three verses and how we can better understand and appreciate and hopefully try to implement some of these teachings in our day-to-day -day life. One of the first things that we can appreciate and take home is that one of the main sources of idol worship are false judgments and personal opinions. Very rarely can a person come with a sound argument of why they worship a statue that they made or a picture that they painted. Um, very rarely, maybe never, can a person actually logically justify that why does their so-called God look in a particular shape or a fashion. Many times these are just false judgments that they've made, their personal opinions, because their forefathers used to do the same. Because they were brought up in this tradition that they worshipped these idols for generations in the past, and so they now continue in this way, even though they recognize it to be an erroneous way. Point number two is that even the prophets of God, and as an extension, we can say those who are engaged in religious work, in propagation, in education, in dissemination, that even they are in need of strengthening their spirits. And God even gives them consolation. The prophet of God is the prophet of God, whether one person accepts him, or a thousand, or a million, or ten million, or a billion people. He doesn't need the community's approval to be the messenger of God. But yet, he feels grief when people reject him. And even though he doesn't need the approval of the people, God still gives him consolation that don't let this grieve you, that you are still doing your job, you're fulfilling your mandate as the prophet of God. And last but not least, and we conclude with this for today, the third, final po third and final point is that anybody who sets lofty goals for themselves will find various types of attacks and barriers being put in front of them and against them. Just as the prophets of God had the greatest of goals, which was to guide people back to the true path, they faced the greatest opposition. So too, you and I, when we set goals in our life, whether it be at a personal level or a uh, professional level or at a religious level, we too will face opposition. And we just have to be strong, strong-willed, strong-hearted, and to uh, deal with the abuses that we may find and to come out of those in the best way possible. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.